wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Look, it's our pleasure to welcome you to the program and inviting you to stay with us for this hour as we are uh, coming to some very interesting programs this week. And today is not an exception because we are uh, declaring that God is good. God is good. And we have uh, all this week, we look into some life stories from uh, our presenters. We gave opportunity to our co-hosts to uh, share uh, a bit of their uh, life story, their testimony, their walk with God. Now, I may uh, tap in a little bit here and there myself because I have some things, some stories to say, but today I would really like to have um, Tracy sharing with us uh, her story. Tracy, it's good to have you with us. Thanks, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. Yes, God is good, and He's good all the time. All the time, God is good. Mm. Look, Tracy, it's very good to have you uh, with us uh, once more, and um, praise God for your uh, commitment to come together here to broadcast on Drive Time uh, almost all uh, Fridays, you know, with little exception here and there when you... Took a little bit of a holiday here and there, but uh, hey, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have you with us, and uh, I'm looking forward to hear a little bit of your story today and uh, see how God uh, is working in your life and uh, what He, um, what sort of marks He put in your life. But before we are going to hear uh, your story, um, first of all, I would like to say to our listeners that you can be part of this program. You can share with us a bit of your uh, testimony of your story or maybe even encouragements, you know, towards uh, what uh, Tracy is going to share. And why not to use this opportunity to send us a text message? The number is 04-888-808-11. Have the number uh, saved because I'm coming with the offer, as you know by now, uh, free offer which we have for you today but uh, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one have that uh, written down and uh, send us messages and we'll come a little bit later with the book and the code for today but i'd like to say hello to our good friend david de lima from family voice australia david is the director of family voice australia for south australia northern territory and uh, once again david is good to have you with us the year has been you know wonderful and uh, went so quick you know, uh, we are the end of this year again, almost, almost. And it's good to have you with us, David. I wonder, uh, under this segment, uh, World Watch, if you would like to share with us uh, what's going on, what's uh, happening right now. You may have something. I always uh, know that you can just pull out, out under your sleeves something and share with us under this segment. <laughs> well, thank you, Nick and Tracy. It's great to be broadcasting with you. Well, this has been an interesting week in South Australian politics because mm. the, the week began with a revelation that the South Australian government 
would not be listing the names of holidays such as Christmas Day or Anzac Day or the King's Birthday uh, within the official government calendar. Now, in fairness to the to the Malnaskis government, this practice has been going on for quite some time. Nevertheless, under their watch, the newly revised list of calendar dates for the year would have been issued without reference to December the 25th being Christmas Day or the 25th of April being uh, Anzac Day, uh, the King's Birthday, the second Monday in March, etc. Just the dates would have been given. Mm. Now, this really, really upset a lot of people, especially veterans and others who are um, patriotic uh, concerning Anzac Day and it upset a lot of Christians concerning Christmas Day. Because what's going on, Nick and Tracy, as you're probably aware, is that the, the entire culture is gradually stepping away from long-established traditions and principles which have been so valuable as foundational. So people have been desisting from saying Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas and instead perhaps saying Happy Holidays, mm-hmm. which is rather generic and will do for <laughs> a Muslim or a Jew celebrating Hanukkah or whatever it might be, but it's taking Christ out of Christmas, which is always a big mistake. And then with respect to, for example, the King's birthday, uh, long uh, ago people started saying things like, well, we're looking forward to the June long weekend because it's in June that we traditionally celebrate what used to be called the Queen's birthday and it's now the King's birthday, the June long weekend. Well, what does that specify? Nothing. So uh, there has been a gradual dismantling within the culture of the things that are foundational. So Mm -hmm. we were concerned about this and we stirred up our supporters to to pray about the issue and to take action. Uh, Others did as well, of course. And there's been quite a public outcry against the Malinowskis government on this matter. I was delighted to have read a couple of days ago in the newspaper that the government had said, okay, we hear what you're saying very well. We will list the proper name of the event along with the date in the official government listing. So uh, it's it's a rare a rare occasion when governments listen to the people. Mm. And, uh, and and long may it continue because I'm, I'm really getting tired of being bossed around by governments that are completely out of tune with the wishes and aspirations of ordinary Australians. So it was a real pleasure this week and, and a rare victory for common sense when the government backed down and said, OK, if that's what the people want, that's what we will give them. Oh, that's really good because, you know, as you said, uh, many times I heard around these sort of comments that the government, they have their own agenda, they don't care about uh, what's going on. We are just, uh, you know... Going along, you know, and whatever happens, happens, you know, but, uh, yeah, look, we need to be a bit more vocal. That's what you're saying, Ariel. Absolutely. And this just shows you what can occur when good people pray and take action. Mm-hmm. So it's not ro- rocket science and, and governments uh, ought to be terrorized. <laughs> if I can use that phrase, they ought to be terrorized by the masses and they ought to be terrorized by the Christian community. After yeah. all, it is written, written about King David of old that the Lord made all the nations fear him. Mm-hmm. So there should be a healthy fear, a healthy respect for the democratic tradition and especially for the people of God. Now, I've come up with another suggestion which was published in the Advertiser just yesterday. For South Australian readers, they might want to look it up mm-hmm. if they haven't had a chance to catch up for their reading. 
And that was that while the government is fixing the mess that it's found itself in, it might consider renaming one of our public holidays, which is currently on the second Monday of March each year. It's Adelaide Cup Day. So it celebrates a horse race. Yes. Now, I'm not a, a big a big fan of, uh, of horse races full stop, but I don't mind a horse race. So I, I'm not a gambler and I don't encourage gambling. They say the only way to follow the horses is with a bucket and spade. Mm. So it's a little joke for the little uh, But that date, the second Monday in March, happily coincides international with Commonwealth Day. Mm. And Commonwealth Day is the day when many nations, not, not really Australia, but I'm thinking of nations such as Uganda and others where they absolutely take it so seriously. They love being part of the Commonwealth which is the greatest family in world history. And Australia was a founder of the Commonwealth, one of the eight founding nations. So we of all people should be celebrating the day. So what we could do perhaps is uh, rename that day as Commonwealth Day. And uh, all right, if they're going to have the horse race, they mm-hmm. could perhaps call it the, the Commonwealth Cup and yes. make this connection to the greatest family in world history. So that was my little suggestion for the week. Oh, that's uh, that's wonderful. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, David, for sharing with us uh, some of uh, local uh, news from here, from Adelaide and uh, yeah, in South Australia. But I think this sort of things relevant for um, the whole community, you know, all around uh, Australia. Yeah. Well, we need to be careful, don't we, David and Nick, that, you know, it's so easy for little bit by little bit which may seem individually insignificant or not a big deal that we are seeing you know gradually the the foundations of what has made this country great mm. just taken away and it's 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 so easy for us to kind of think oh well is it really a big deal but mm. it's like there's stealthily you know steps taken that eventually, you know, we, we could, if we're not careful, get to a point where we look back and go, how did that happen? How did we end yep. up in this place? Uh, and, That's and, right. and I think also, David, about the fact that we were admonished in the word to pray for our leaders. You know, I think that's an important thing that we all need to be reminded of. I know that, that you say it a lot, uh, David, that we need to, to keep them in our prayers, whether you're for the party that's com- com- mm. currently in government or not or whatever, you know, uh, God has allowed these people to currently hold office and we need to keep yes. these people in our prayers that God may be helping them to make uh, good decisions. Uh, actually, you make a very good point there, uh, Tracy, and uh, intercessory prayer is so powerful, you know, and we are uh, um, told by God to pray even for our enemies, you know. Now, the government is not, uh, you know, they generally that can be that uh, some dictatorship and all those things come along and uh, but hey uh, we are called to keep in check um, what's going on you know even the political side uh, and by keeping in check it could mean that we are praying for them <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you don't need to only just be against everything what they do why not to pray and ask god to lead 
and to direct and to inspire the minds of those people who are thinking that they are leading uh, the nations. Again, God says that whoever wants to be in the high position or to lead, consider himself to be a servant. Mm. And I believe very true, very true. Yes, thank you so much, David. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, and may God richly bless you. And as the end of the year approaches, you know, I hope that you will uh, also have a good, deserved also break a bit of rest i hope we have that because i know you are uh, quite busy man and traveling a lot and may god bless you well thank you so much nick and tracy thank All right. you for what you bring to to our program today yes yes We're blessed thank you thank yes you. well we are going to just uh, uh, put a little um, uh, ad here and then uh, uh, we'll continue with our program and this is just an acknowledgement for uh, some of our sponsors this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And it's wonderful to have Adventist World Radio, you know, supporting uh, programs like this. And uh, may God uh, bless them as they reaching out all around the world. Uh, one of the biggest uh, networks, you know, uh, in terms of like Christian uh, broadcasting. And uh, they do tremendous work. Uh, may God bless them too. Tracy, I'm coming to you. Because this is your day. <laughs> this is your time to share a bit of your story. Now, as I said, with all other uh, co-hosts and presenters, you know, we had some stories and we we just declare this thing that God is good. Mm. God is good. Mm. And I'm sure that each one of us uh, following God will have some uh, life stories, um, you know, uh, God in our life. And my dear friends listening today, if you miss some of the previous programs, you may want to hear some of the stories which were shared. Why not to jump on our website, faithfm.com.au and listen on demand? But even better, uh, if you don't have your uh, Faith FM app downloaded yet on your device, download that one, Faith FM Australia, and you'll be able to listen on demand on all the programs which we uh, produced, and particularly for this week, because we are talking about this, um, uh, yeah, live stories from our presenters. And I would like to give this opportunity to you now, Tracy, to uh, share with us a little bit. Maybe you may start even with a bit of your background, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how you grew up, uh, what's your background, and maybe uh, share with us how uh, God came into your life. Mm -hmm. And then what's the effect, what's the result of having mm -hmm. God in your life, uh, looking back. And uh, I believe this, looking at these aspects, you can easily put your testimony mm -hmm. even in value, like mm -hmm. uh, using that one as a, as a tool, if you like, to reach out mm. to many people, and in this case, to our listeners. Mm, well, I pray that 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 God's glorified through what I have to to share. Um, so, my uh, story is that um, I was born in Australia, in uh, New South Wales, uh, to parents who. Uh, uh, what would I say that that they were uh, nominal Catholics? And so that involved uh, me, me being brought up to understand that there is a God and Jesus, uh, but 
in, in a minimal kind kind of way. Um, my mum told me on the night that I was about to be uh, baptised into, um, uh, well, I was born again and I was being baptised. She said to me, you were always a very spiritual child, Tracy. Uh, and I know that my favourite book when I was a little girl was uh, the children's Bible story, illustrated children's Bible story. I still have that at home mm. because even when I go through my old books and I look at it, there's a special feeling that comes to me when I, when I look at it. Uh, but it, it was um, a very nominal kind kind of kind of thing, and it was for a very long time in my life. But I didn't doubt that God existed. I always knew that God existed. I made up this little prayer for myself when I was about six years old or something, and I used to say that every night when I would get into bed, uh, and I did that until about the age of twenty one, I think, um, and. Uh, Yes, yeah, so there was never any doubt for me that God existed. So uh, I just praise God and I thank Him for placing me in a family who at least had the idea that that God existed. They didn't know too much more than that at that point in time. They did the best that that uh, they could with with the knowledge that that they had. So for me, I just went along. God wasn't really part of my days. Uh, I would call myself a crisis prayer that, you know, apart from my little, my little prayer that I don't even remember what it was anymore, uh, that, uh, that I had composed and that I would recite to myself every night when I went to bed. Apart from that, yeah, well, you know, there really wasn't any extra interchange, interaction mm. with, with, with God. Um, uh, and um, yeah, I would I would pray if I had a problem, kind of thing. And I got brought up in the Catholic schooling system, uh, which focused on typical stories from the Bible, but no focus on actually reading the Bible and getting mm, to know the mm. Bible for yourself. Um, and then when I was eight years old, we went and lived in Singapore for a couple of years. Uh, and so from that, we completely pulled away even from going to church at all. And I remember when we came back, my parents, so we were there for two years, and then when we came back, my parents asked me, do you want to go to a religious school or do you want to go to a state school? And my response was, I want to go to a state school. I'm not having more of that stuff shoved down my throat. So somewhere along the line, although I believed in God, the whole institutional religion, I'd kind of obviously hadn't had enough uh, by my early teens. And so my, my parents, they said I could uh, go to public school, which I did. Uh, and I remember there used to be religion once a month. And I used to go along to the Protestant religion rather than the Catholic religion because, again, I thought I was going to have it shoved down my down my throat. I was really pretty anti mm. any kind of institutional idea of of religion at at that point in time, and that's kind of how I went along for a long time. I thought the Bible because I'd not been introduced to it properly. I thought the Bible was a dusty old book, completely irrelevant for me mm. and and my life. But we know that the Bible tells us um, that God works all things together 
for the good of those who love him. And um, I don't – well, uh, it was an unfortunate situation, but God brought good out of it. So how I came to want to know more about the word, want to know more about the reality of, of God – came through a situation where my younger brother tried to kill himself. Right. He, uh, his, his wife was leaving him and he was very upset by it and so he tried to jump in front of a train. Oh. And uh, luckily um, he was seen and the trains were stopped so there was no train that passed for hours and they had negotiators who were able to talk him him mm-hmm. down. Um, but that really shock, shook my world, you know. Uh, previous to that, I had been chasing money, possessions. Those were the things that were Im- important to me. Um, but it really turned me around and it made me think, what is this life about? You know, surely it's about more than than these things you know the money the possessions all of all of that kind of kind of thing and around about that time uh, God sent into my mailbox I'll say um, a a pamphlet on uh, studying the Bible right and that interested me because I knew I knew nothing about it. And I really wanted to understand for myself whether I actually believed this or whether this was just something that my parents had pushed on to mm. me. I wanted to really explore it for for what it was and I knew that I needed to understand more about the writings of God um, in order to be able to pursue that. So, you know, amazing quote-unquote Timing, coincidence, mm. you know, we all know that those things are God incidents, they're not coincidence, are coincidences. So I went along to this six-week course. It was run by the Christadelphians, but it was a non-denominational course. Mm-hmm. Whenever any kind of discussions about denomination came up, that was kind of quashed pretty quickly. What I discovered from that course was how relevant to today's life the Bible is, the amazing wisdom that's in there. I also discovered that there is amazing evidence for the veracity of the Bible. There is more evidence for the veracity of the Bible than there is for writings of Plato, mm. Socrates. There's more scriptures, like there's more evidence, more copies available, and yet people don't um, question the writings of Plato or the writings of Socrates, mm-hmm. whether they ever existed mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, so I found that to be quite Quite interesting. Uh, can I ask uh, at this point, um, roughly, how old are you when uh, that happened? So I would have been uh, probably about thirty-one or thirty-two. At right, you're already uh, into your, um, you know, um, uh, 
career, you know, or yeah. uh, whatever you you choose. And I know that you you are pretty interested in all this science and all the things. To, well, I'm not a scientist. Uh, no, but yeah. but interested in uh, in this, even though, uh, as you pointed out now, with um, with this uh, very important uh, characters, you know, in the world, which people are even worshiping, you know, some mm. of uh, what they say. Mm. Uh, but now you are exposed to the truth of the Bible through yes. these studies. Yes. And this started to make so much sense for you uh, comparing with uh, what you're looking around and even yourself maybe uh, being you know, caught into this, uh, whatever, uh, philosophy of life. And, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because it makes me think about the fact that we can uh, make evaluations on things that we don't even know. So I had decided that the Bible was a dusty old book, not relevant for me today, and yet I'd never actually read it and explored it with an open heart to to really want to know and and yet I had made the decision. Oh, that's all a load of rubbish. That's all stuff from and that's years un- unfair, years ago. isn't it? The- it is, but 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 actually, there are a lot of people who make decisions about Christianity and Christ and the veracity of the Bible without exploring it properly, or mm. not giving it a proper go, or not not um, having an open heart to to explore it, kind of thing. And 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 I didn't do that consciously. I just kind of ended up there, you know. So it was probably a um, a result of the fact that I that I was brought up in a nominal Christian um, uh, family. You know, as I said, I thank my parents that they gave me what they had. So you know, um, I had at least a belief in God. Right. Um, I had that foundation, but it took a tragedy for to to spin me around to go I have to understand this a little bit more. And so, you know, um I kind of like to offer up at this point that you know, God's more this is my personal view. God is more interested in getting us to eternity. Mm. And if it means that he has to allow a negative situation to touch our earthly life, he may do that if he knows it will cause us to come towards him more. Yes. And that's how I read that situation, that terribly difficult situation that um, my brother was in. When I think about the anguish he must have been feeling at that point in time to have thought that ending his life was a better th- better thing, you know, that that's what really um, upset me the most and helped me you know, pushed me to, Mm. I need to understand what this life is Mm. about. Um, After that course, what what I was left with was a copy of the Bible and a a one-year reading plan. And through that 12 months, the only way I can describe it is that the Holy Spirit really spoke to my heart it wasn't something that I was really conscious of as I read daily, but I knew that I was changed because I was going to church more frequently. Um, but I found when I walked into church, 
it was just an automatic thing that I was overcome with emotion. And that was because I was very aware that it was me and my sins who put Christ on the cross. And that really um, changed my perspective of um, my the role that I played and how much... I am loved by God. You know, oh, so wonderful. Look, uh, it's time to take a short break here yeah. right now. And I'm uh, already, you know, just uh, very, uh, you know, big eyes and ears here to hear a little bit more uh, how that impacted uh, your life for, from uh, since then up to today, you know, uh, by just uh, receiving in the letterbox uh, a flyer, going to some uh, Bible studies there and start to know things and uh, God reveals to you at the right time. God knows when we need things in life, but you are also um, with an open mind and open ears also <laughs> to hear what God was saying. Let's uh, uh, have a song uh, right now. And uh, my dear friend, just after the song, please stay with us now because uh, I'm going uh, to you with the offer which we have for today. You speak a word and then it's done Who am I to question thee? You wrote instructions for the dawn Filled the treasures 
This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. Tracy is sharing her story today because we are uh, under this uh, theme for the whole week. God is good. Life stories from our presenters. And uh, so far, uh, Tracy just shared with us a little bit. But before I'm continuing uh, hearing uh, that wonderful story, I would like to just give a shout out to our listeners. And uh, first of all, I would like to just mention that we may come a little bit uh, later with a special prayer for uh, uh, Sean. Um, Sean is listening uh, to us and he was listening the other day and he said uh, um, that he's praying for healing. Uh, he said that he's sick with the kidney disease and waiting for a transplant. Uh, um, yes, uh, we'll pray for you, uh, dear Sean. And, uh, and maybe if the listeners can keep yes, him in their prayers. Keep in uh, your prayers, my dear friends, uh, also. But... Uh, here is the um, offer which we have for uh, for today. It's a book, uh, The Benefits of Belief mm, mm. and uh, How Faith in God Impacts Your Life. We have lots of good books on lots of Absolutely different topics. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and, but hey, uh, this is a book which you can um, request, my dear friend listening today. And the code for the book is 147SA147. SA stands for South Australia 147. Please send us a text message to 04888881. Tracy, I'm coming back to you now. Uh, wonderful story. We just, um, learned that, uh, you're growing up, you know, like, uh, quite, uh, a spiritual girl, you know, uh, interested in spiritual things. Uh, well, I started that way. As much as you <laughs> could, uh, understand. I yeah. um, remember you said that you loved, um, especially the, the illustrated Bible, you know, and, but, but you grew up in a family which was, uh, mainly like a nominal, uh, Catholics. Yeah. They, um, they went to church for Christmas and Easter. Yes. And it's, it's not only nominal Catholics, there's nominal Christians in all different religions. Mm. That, that's really all they do is go to church on, you know, 
Christmas and Easter and that kind of thing. Yes. So, you know, they're a pretty normal family. Mm-hmm. But you're growing up, you know, a family has their own uh, plans and directions in life. And for a while, you find yourself uh, in Singapore uh, yes, with a family. Yes, because of my dad's work, yeah. we, we went and we lived uh, over there, which was a great opportunity. For how long did you live in Singapore? Two years. Two years. Yeah. And it seems like that... Well, actually, it might have been three years. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it went quickly. Yeah. Three yeah. years. Yeah. But, but for that, uh, I mean, two or three years, it's quite a bit of time, you know. Especially uh, at those form- formative kind of years too, from eight to eleven. So yeah, yeah. you just said that uh, for that period of time things just stopped, kind of. You yeah, know, because uh, you y- know we didn't have a, a Christian community. We didn't go to church at all. So you know that was completely. We didn't go to church for Christmas or or Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, so so yeah. Y- even though you were uh, studying in early age in Christian school, mm. uh, now. Uh, Coming back from Singapore, the family actually is asking, I mean, do you like to go back to a Christian uh, school or you want to? And you'd say, ah, you know, uh, I'll just go to a public school. Yeah. You know, I had enough of those yeah. uh, <laughs> things. And sometimes, you know, when you growing up, uh, you reach that stage, you know, of, uh, the world is just upside down for us all teenagers you're yeah. talking about. And um, yeah, you decided then with the family, you're going to a non-Christian school, just a government school. And, um, yeah, things were just uh, going normally mm-hmm. until something really happened in your mm. family, mm. which really impacted uh, your life, you know, like a tragedy, you know, mm. uh, shook your uh, life. Mm. Uh, you shared with us before the break that your brother was attempting uh, suicide. suicide. Yes. And, uh, but God was looking after uh, him that, uh, you know, that train yes. was able to stop that he was going to throw himself yes. in front of a train. Yes. Uh, okay, look, but you're not left there. No. In, in that situation, uh, during that tragic uh, period of time. You said that, uh, I don't know if it was just coincidence or not, but a flyer just uh, arrived into your well, letterbox. Well, I said in, in, ver- in inverted commas coincidence, <laughs> you know, because we yeah. know that ty- Christians who who have, you know, the adventure of being a Christian will tell you that there are so many things that happen by inverted commas mm. coincidence. But we all know, you know, the timing is amazing when God's got hold of it. All right, then a flyer coming to let the letterbox inviting you to a Bible study course or something like yes. that, some presentations. You went along. Yes. And then what happened? Yes. Yeah, so as I was saying, you know, there we, I was, I was convinced about the, the veracity of the Bible, the wisdom of the Bible. And I was given, uh, a one year reading plan. And by the end of that, uh, I can only say that I was born again and the Holy Spirit had really worked on my heart. And I knew there was a change in me because whenever I walked into church, uh, I would be overcome with emotion, uh, you know, lots of tears, uh, and a real, um, not a condemning, but a con, Conviction that it was of the role that I played in putting Jesus on the cross and how much I was loved by God in order that he sent Jesus to be my substitute. Um, and not long after that, I don't know whether it was six months, a year or whatever, uh, there came another flyer into my letterbox. And this one 
was about under, er, you know studying the Bible, understanding the Bible, and it was for a program called Jesus Two Thousand. So mm. I know it was in the year two thousand, uh, and because you know my my interest was already peaked in the Bible, I thought, yeah, I want to go along to that. And I flipped it over and I saw it was being run by Adventists. Now, I didn't know one Adventist, right? All I knew was they're those weird, kooky people, right? So, I didn't know no You're one not the person. only one. You're <laughs> not the only one which may say that. I didn't know one Adventist, but I had already formed one. It's like what I was telling you about the Bible. I'd already made my decision that that was a dusty old book and I hadn't explored it properly. Mm. Um, you know, the only, to be honest, the only thing I knew was all of that story about Lindy Chamberlain and mm-hmm. the dingoes and the baby and, you know, of course she was guilty and all of that kind of thing, which was, you know, in the Australian uh, media. Yeah. media. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. But, you know, as far as I was concerned, they're a bunch of kooks. But I was interested in the topic. So I said, okay, I'm going along, but they're not going to get me in was how I approached it. Now, I went along, and this was actually um, quite a lengthy program. It probably went for about six weeks. Uh, and Jeff Yulden was actually uh, the presenter, and I still have so much respect for Jeff Yulden and the work he does today. Um, and look, they went through the Bible. They presented the Bible You know, and what it mm-hmm. says and why we believe this way, why we operate this way instead of uh, this other way that a lot of uh, Christian denominations do, um, uh, not wanting to offend any of our Catholic listeners if, we, if we've got them out there. Mm. There were some things that convinced me as a Catholic that um, – I wasn't actually doing what the Bible said and because I was so convinced of the veracity of the Bible, that made me rethink whether that was a denomination for me. Mm. Um, and it just all made so much sense, you know, the uh, um, the uh, worshipping on the seventh day of the mm-hmm. week. Now, I always thought that the seventh day of the week was Sunday. Uh, it it was only through studying the Bible that I understood that actually the seventh day of the week is is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there were those kinds of things that, that um, came along. I got to the end of it, and although I had made my vow that I'm going along, but they're not going to get me in, at the end of it I thought, I, I really don't have any reason not to stay with this because I believe it to be true. And it's interesting what you're saying here. Uh, uh, for this period of time, you are pretty much at the intellectual level, you know, like uh, looking into it, okay, yes, this and that. But needs to be more than that. No, uh, I, I'd, I'd probably correct you there, Nick, because I would say that my, my heart, uh, I, I was born again mm-hmm. at the stage when I began to read the Bible for myself, okay. my reading plan. Okay. That's when I really believe that that I became born again. All right, um, I understand now. Yeah. You're just saying that going along to these uh, Bible studies because they were the Seventh-day Adventists, which you thought, oh, they are another bunch. They were, they were yeah. delving into the topic, yes. which I was interested in. They were delving in, and I wanted to know more. Okay. Um, and 
I was prepared to do that, but I had no intentions of, of changing denomination or anything like that. But at the end of it, it felt like complete truth to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I didn't have any reason not to stay. I understand. So, so that's, um, I then after that did some, um, uh, preparation for baptism classes and uh, probably a couple of years later or maybe a year later I was I was baptized um, you know as as a born again mm-hmm. Christian and into the Adventist Church um, but you know I I want to stress something to the listeners I actually at some point in time I read a book called the purpose driven life and while I don't believe in all of the aspects that are presented there, the one thing that really uh, I got from that whole reading of that book was the importance of understanding Psalm 139, 13 to 16. And I'd like to quote that for you, Nick. Mm. It says, and this is uh, Job speaking, I, I think. No, it's a psalm of David. Sorry, I've got myself confused there. But so it's David. And he's saying, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. And so from that, I understood that God has a plan for my life. God knew the time that it was going to be right to reveal more of himself to me. He knew that um, if a tragedy was going to happen, he could actually bring good from that and that's what he did through my life. Um, I have so many stories of how God has led me, even how I ended up here in Adelaide. I had no friends, no family, no nothing, but God put a real desire in my heart for Adelaide 20 years before I ended wow. up here. Wow. You know, um, so I believe that uh, when your heart is open, um, you know, God God knows the right time. God can use all circumstances uh, for His for His good. Uh, and so, you know, I'm I'm still not exactly sure why God drew me to Adelaide. You know, I love the fact that He um, has used me here on Faith FM? I was just going to say, if you're not sure why God brought you to Adelaide, probably you should ask again because uh, we here at Faith FM, we we are very happy to have you here. (laughs) Well, you know, that's another thing about, you know, God forming me in the womb. I'm a person who talks a lot. Mm. Um, You know, sometimes uh, I can, uh, um, when I'm not careful, I can dominate conversations and I really try not to do that but when I read that book and when I really took hold of that that scripture I thought well God's the one who formed me he made me 
to be this way, to be to to be talkative, to how can I use that for God's glory? It's the same with he put on my heart a real passion for the Italian language. Mm. And I spent time translating uh, Christian material into Italian with an Italian team. So, you know, I believe that God has a plan for all our lives and – that, that we should should live our lives expectantly and with everything that happens in our lives, we should look at the events of our lives through the lens of our relationship with God and Scripture mm-hmm. because there is a plan for our life. You know, even when people come into my life, Nick, I think to myself, why has God brought this person into my life um, maybe it's only just to pray for that person. I have, I'm renovating my house. I have tradies come to my house all the time and they go in my prayer journal because I think, well, maybe that person isn't prayed over at all. God has a plan for every person's life, even your unbelieving relatives, everyone. He loves everyone and wants to see as many people make it into heaven and eternal life with him. And I think it's important to live our life um, with 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 that as a, a basis of our belief. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Tracy, for um, sharing with us today on your uh, life story. And uh, I believe many of our listeners, they may have some story to to share with us. And don't hesitate, my dear friends, to uh, share your story because your story is powerful, you know, uh, can inspire many people. They may go through similar things like Tracy was just mentioning. She came across some difficult things in life uh, and uh, but God was taking her through. And uh, I encourage you to write down your story. And why not to call us and to share your story on uh, Faith FM? I have one of the programs which I produce on Faith FM. It's called In the Footsteps of Jesus that mainly featured uh, your story, your testimony. Uh, give us a call and ask for uh, Nick to record you on that uh, story you have. Again, the number where you can contact us uh, for this uh, drive time program is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. I mean uh, to write a message to us. You cannot call on this number, but you can write a message. And on this number, again, you can um, receive the offer which we have for today. And that's uh, the book called The Benefits of Belief. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's a wonderful book, How Faith in God impacts your life the code for the book is SA147 SA147 the phone number again is 04888881 Tracy we are coming to a close now uh, time it's uh, uh, it's up for our uh, program we may have just few minutes we like to have a prayer today mm. uh, before we closing with a song and uh, again, mentioning this uh, message which came through the other day uh, from uh, Sean, um, he's not feeling well. I mean, he's uh, suffering with uh, kidney disease and he's uh, waiting for a transplant. 
um, like to pray for Sean Tracy. Would you like to to have a prayer and maybe just even thank God for uh, how God led you, uh, you in all this, uh, mm. uh, you know, your journey yeah. with God and um We'll thank God also for you being here with Faith FM and being able to share your story on Faith FM. Let's bow our heads um, for a couple of minutes of prayer. Mm. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your amazing love. And we thank you that you pursue us even when we're not interested in you, even when we think that the word is a dusty old book. You love everyone and you're seeking Everyone, you want everyone to be with you. And I just thank you for that amazing love, dear Lord. I just pray for all the listeners, Father, that you will bring them into a deeper relationship with you as you've done with me and Nick. And I know that you'll continue to do for all of us. I just thank you, Lord, that you give us opportunities to work for you, to share about you and to uh, glorify you, Lord. I pray that you'd open our eyes that we would um, see more of your hand on our lives, dear Lord, that you would open our eyes to those who may need our assistance and help us through your Holy Spirit to know exactly what you want us to do for you dear lord we know that all power is possible to those who love you so we pray for that dear lord i know father that you wish that we would be well and i pray for all of our listeners and for nick and myself lord that you would keep us in good health and as part of that i want to lift up sean in particular lord Mm. who's facing this particular situation with his kidney Uh, problem. Lord, I pray that you would quickly find um, a transplant recipient. And we know, Father, that for that to happen means a tragedy in somebody else's life too, dear Lord. So we just pray ahead of time for, for that particular family, Lord, who will lose somebody somewhere along the way. But Lord, you've got it all in hand and you understand the whole picture of every everything, dear Lord. And we just pray for your will to be done. We pray that you would he- keep Sean as well as possible while he's waiting on Amen. that transplant and that he would understand the gift he's received and would really want to... Um, Worship th- you through how he uh, looks after his body too when when uh, that healing comes about. Yes. And we thank you for the way you move, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tracy. Uh, may God bless you, Tracy, in your journey with uh, God. And my dear friends listening today, uh, you may be blessed. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we're approaching this uh, end of the year, um, just uh, trusting God. Uh, we are going to take a bit of a break here, here and there. You know, we have some repeats coming up uh, on the drive time, but uh, we'll be very happy to uh, come back to you next year with uh, more fresh programs and may God be with us all. Until then, uh, have a safe walk in the footsteps of Jesus. I'm leaving you with a song uh, right now. Uh, um, send the light. God bless. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves. Send the light, send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light. Blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. We have heard the Macedonian call today, send the light, send the light. And the golden offering at the cross we lay Send the light, send the light Send the light, send the light The blessed gospel light Let it shine from shore to shore Send the light, send the light The blessed gospel light Let it shine forevermore let us pray that grace may everywhere abound. Send the light, send the light. And the Christ-like spirit everywhere be found. Send the light, send the light. Send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine. From shore to shore, send the light. Blessed gospel light, let it shine, let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light, send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let it shine forevermore.